go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. So Mitch, when you left Detroit to go on vacation, it was 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. Then you come back from vacation and it's 14 degrees. Yeah. Can you explain yourself? Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to um, I didn't want to bring it back with me, but I think I just collected all the air from the sky when I was flying over and brought it down with me. No, it's been freezing and yeah. it sucks. Um, really hoping it gets warm soon because I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, well, it like teased us with like such like a brilliant like week of mm-hmm. weather, and then it was like, oh wait, by the way, yeah, <laughs> it's only March. Right. <laughs> by the way, yeah. By the way, um, <laughs> you're living in Michigan, so it's going to be, uh, f- you know, winter until May. Right. It's, it's <laughs> Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, it is a Thursday night and we are recording a podcast. And uh, as you may hear, Kale is absent uh, from us tonight. Uh, wishing him well out in California as he tries to um, get a job and be productive. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good luck, Kale. Good luck, Kale. What's great though is like I get to now make fun of Kale and him not be here, but he'll still have to listen to all of this. Right. To edit it. Yeah. Um. So this could be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he's gonna listen to this after he's watched and be like, "Oh man, they're just making fun of me. I have no no time to to uh, defend myself." Exactly. Uh. But I'm, my name is Colin. I'm here joined with my co-host, uh, Mitch, and we are here discussing. Some movie news, some trailers, um, and our big uh, review this week, which is yeah. a review of Kong, Skong, Skong. I did the same thing <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> Skong Coal Island. <laughs> um, but let us not forget that we are Woodward's Detroit, and this is the Woodward's Filmcast. Um, your Detroit-ish home for film and TV news and reviews. And uh, we that kind of ties into what we're reviewing today. Uh, Kong Skull Island has Detroit connections, so we'll get into that a little later. Nice, nice. Yes. I wanted to bring that up because, yeah. you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I guess no. it's relevant. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's what I guess we try to do here, right, Kel? Yeah. I think he's either nodding or... <laughs> he's not even listening, probably. He just found the cut point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's like a big like gap in, like, yeah. <laughs> in noise. Uh, so as far as movie news goes, I know you and I were both struggling to find like some legit movie news. And sorry if there's like a big story that's escaping us, but like... Yeah. And we looked for a good deal before we started recording. Right. I, the only thing I think that would be news is like the Beauty and the Beast stuff. And which we'll probably we'll talk just discuss. That. Yeah, I want to watch that movie though. I'm going on Saturday night, uh-huh. and it's for a friend's birthday party. So okay. that's so yeah, that's right, great. Yeah. But I, I'll publicly say this right now. I am not excited to see this movie. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm seeing it with them, of course. But right, I read a thing that was like, it's pretty much just an exact copy of the animated one. It's like, yeah. why would I want to? It's exactly see what that. it looked like too. Uh, yeah, 
whatever. But it's being like banned in Malaysia and God. stuff for reasons undisclosed. But you know, I joked with Kale last week that I played Lafu in mm-hmm. our high schools, right? And I, I joked I, yeah. that oh, I don't, I, I see, I don't, I don't listen to them, so I don't know what he keeps in it. What right? <laughs> he he, yeah, he kept it. Okay, in. I, I heard that. Go. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but you know, these people have a problem with you know a gay, an openly gay character in a movie about like anthropomorphic beef bestiality, <laughs> bestiality yeah. you know or you know by whatever you know we live in a crazy time yeah. crazy world and maybe that's why i couldn't find any movie news because the real news was distracting enough oh god i almost jumped out a window today <laughs> i'm reading this budget thing and i am just i uh, and and within what i'm sorry not to get you know on tangent here politically and then i watched this press conference thing and i I was watching them very early on, like because I was interested, and then I stopped for a while, and then I watched today's for some reason, and I realized why I stopped. I can feel myself getting older when I watch these press conferences. <laughs> like I, I was I got home from work at like two o'clock today, and um, I, I was planning on taking a nap because I knew we would be up a little later uh, recording this, and I have to work tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was planning on taking a nap, and it was like, oh, let's turn this on and see what's going on. I, can, I could feel my heart beating, and like I felt like unhealthy, and yeah, it was, oh, God, it was a shit show. I, I had like a, like kind of a very mild like stress attack thinking about some stuff the other day. I was like, I have no control. So I'm, I'm contemplating every day to just get rid of, like d- d- unfollow every news thing just to try and normalize my uh, everyday life but you know that's why we go to the movies to to escape and yeah. see some giant monkeys and other things exactly so, <laughs> they're yeah. monsters the monsters are, are what does john goodman say that there are monsters and they're real that's right or or he says in the beginning of the movie he says uh read or he's like what does he say like read my words like there will never be a more crazy time in washington <laughs> exactly that's like the first line in the movie <laughs> exactly that's funny <laughs> I, I bust out laughing when he said that i was like all right <laughs> yeah but uh there, yeah there's there hasn't been much going on uh movie wise but south by southwest is going on right now so there have been a few movies to premiere and uh release trailers as well which is kind of how it works with south by southwest it seems they the films premiere as well as throw their trailers out for the mm-hmm. public to see, which is fun. Yeah. Um, the first one, well, Coco wasn't at South by Southwest. Let's get that out of the way first. Okay. But uh, Coco, um, well, let's talk about the ones that did premiere at South by <laughs> Southwest. <laughs> I wrote it down wrong. Uh, Baby Driver, the a- highly anticipated Edgar Wright film that's not a part of the trilogy yeah. with simon Pegg and nick Fro- um yeah nick frost uh what did you think i at first i was skeptical but then like i was watching the trailer first skeptical and but then the trailer really started coming together and mm-hmm. you get those like trademark edgar right like quick cuts and yeah. i'm like oh this is gonna be good quick zoom cuts yeah and stuff. yeah and i mean i then I worried, like, oh, there's probably maybe it looks like there's a lot of action in this movie. But then I remembered how much I love the action and Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. and really, it's funny. Really, too, all yeah. of his movies yeah. they have like a of a, a good, well thought out, uh, well action shot, scenes. well yeah. edited. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him tackle like a 
like proper action movie it looks mm-hmm. like yeah i'm i'm excited definitely for this um everyone i first saw we saw we watched the international trailer just recently and it's a much different trailer than the u.s trailer so if you're listening and you've only seen the official trailer watch the international one the official u.s one it makes it really it like doesn't incorporate the like speed of the action it's mm-hmm. like cut like a american trailer yeah it's bad um but i think it looks fun like good music Edgar wright's always been known for putting good music in his movies and uh, i'm excited so we're gonna see that sometime this year yeah i can't remember what it said summer 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 august yeah Yeah. um john ham john ham i well i couldn't tell if that or maybe it was both of them it looked like john ham but also like john barenthal did i see him in there or i don't know or is it just john ham with a beard it might just be John Hamm with a beard. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I could look it up, but yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey as well. You can kind of tell what the plot's going to be. I mean, it's Drive, but not as like fun, it seems. Yeah. I mean, not that Drive is a bad movie. It's a good movie, but it's not like, woo, yippee, yeah, fun times. Drive the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. De- definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I've always, I've said it before, Edgar Wright's probably my favorite director writer currently like mm-hmm. right now he makes just great movies is this his first movie since like the world's end or yes not, not, not he was the pirates of the caribbean one but the yeah um yeah it's called the world's end yeah um yes it is he was going to do ant-man you yes. know and yeah. they dropped him out um so yeah. very exciting uh, yeah so it, 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 very exciting Although I would have still liked to see an Edgar Wright Ant-Man. Well, yeah. But he wanted to do probably too much fun stuff with it. So they were like, no, no, no. Heaven forbid. (laughs) Heaven heaven forbid we make these superhero movies fun. Right. (laughs) Speaking of fun, you know what looks really fun is Atomic Blonde. Yeah. That looks awesome. Charlize Theron, basically a modern female James Bond, kind of, looks like they're trying to do. Yeah, it looks really... it looks really dark and really like grungy, which I love. And it's Charlie Theron kicking ass and sleeping her way around like Cold War Europe. It, it looks fucking sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. Is it Cold War? I think so. Like it's. I think it's like when I read it, it was like a reimagined Cold War. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Because it's based on like a. It takes place in 1989 uh, on the eve of the collapse of the Berlin Wall. There you go. Fun. Hey. Charlize Theron, James McAvoy, John Goodman, Till Schweiger. What did you call me? <laughs> you Schweiger. Um, yeah, it looks fun. It does. And the Red Band trailer was great. Yeah. Violent and uh, uh, just a lot of punching and yeah. shooting. That stairway fight scene. Yeah. It's really pre- impressive. I'm, I'm hoping it's shot like wide, you know, so mm-hmm. we get to really see that stuff because, you know, if it's too close and you can't see anything, it really takes away the, you know, punch. Yeah. Which is kind of how I felt with the new James Bond. Um, so, hoping this can, uh, I don't know, be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, any any movie that has, you know, a strong female central character, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm totally rooting for and hoping that it does well yeah um, 
Charlize has been so good at you know, picking her roles recently too. Right. Um, so, uh-huh. so, so the director of it is known for stunt work. He has done stunts for an action stunt coordination for a lot of films like Jupiter Ascending, In Time for that movie. With Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yes. You had to buy time to live. Uh, the Mechanic, X-Men Origins. Um, he directed, he was a co-director of the first John Wick. Oh. And he's set to direct Deadpool 2. Well, this is promising. Yeah. So he was a producer on John Wick Chapter 2 as well, which had great action in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he's, he's a stuntman. He knows what he's doing. Right. Knows, yeah, which, I mean. And it's starring one of the best uh, best actresses of our time right yeah, now. Yeah, so. absolutely. Right. Ooh. He was a stunt double for Brad Pitt five times <laughs> and two times for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I think it, it's going to be fun to watch a girl beat the shit out of people and get the crap kicked out of her because it's like, ah, yes, yeah. I want it to feel real. Yeah, I don't want her to be like, yeah. It was. I mean, she was taking some punches there, right? Yeah, that's kind of why I, I'm skeptical about Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson mm. because it's PG-13. No. First of all, and she's a robot, so like, I can't. I, I realize I'm gonna have a hard time feeling any sort of like tension or anything because she's not a real human being. Yeah. She's just a. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She's more human maybe than some people. Right. <laughs> she looks human. She does. That's a lot of look too. Yeah. <laughs> With that. Uh, it was a Super Bowl commercial when she like takes off her clothes or whatever, and she's wearing she's she's basically <laughs> naked but n- without nipples. And everybody at our party was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" whoa. <laughs> these, hey, these, these Super Bowl um, <laughs> pull first the, the nip, yeah, first the nip slip, now just <laughs> Scarlett Johansson yeah. taking her clothes off. Yeah, I love how one of them is like the biggest controversy ever, right? <laughs> The other is just like, oh well, it's a movie. Who cares? Yeah, I, I am excited to see that though. We'll we'll see. It looks inventive, interesting. I am I'm into that too, and I, yeah, it it looks really really interesting. Um, and I know there's such a huge pushback on it, but it's like, and I get what there's what people are saying of that, but it's like at the same time, it's like, Scarlett Johansson is one like the best action a- actresses, a good actress just mm-hmm. in general, and is one of the most successful people at the box office. So are you going to turn right. that down? You know, this is, like, I, I, you know, same, I do have problems with it sometimes, like the whitewashing or whatever, but like, it's also a business and they're trying to currently, if you haven't been able to tell, and with the movie we're going to review today, they are trying to like, join forces with the Chinese market. Mm. You can make so much money in China making a film that has like a Chinese actress in it or a Chinese film with an American or Asian, you know, act, uh, Asian film with a white actor or actress. Same with Matt Damon and the great wall. I mean that they're, that's why they did that. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. Dropping my shit. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, whitewashing it has everything to do with oh how can we appeal to two massive audiences yeah yeah and i mean like everyone wants to see scarlett johansson mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's a worldwide known 
actress. For yeah, sure. she's great for sure. I mean, I like yeah. It would be lovely if like, and and I have no doubts that there's like other like Asian actresses that mm-hmm. could tackle that role. But it's like, you want to see Scarlett do it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there's like the I can't remember their names because you know the the woman from uh, Pacific Rim, Rinko Kinkuchi. From Babel, too. Oh, okay. Um, she <laughs> could have done it, you know. Yeah. Could Constance uh, Wu have done it? Uh, Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> she was a good crouching tiger. Oh, you. yeah. Just a little older. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and then you have Jing Tian in uh, Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't do anything in this film. Um <laughs> Which we'll get into right now. Why not? Uh, Do you want to talk Coco real quick? Oh, yeah. Coco. Sorry. It was forgettable. <laughs> Coco is the new Pixar film. It's a teaser. So like, yeah, I can't be too hard on it. You're right. It looks uh, as I mean, it's as to be expected. It looks beautiful. Yeah. But I'm not used to seeing a Pixar film with like a real person as a, the main character besides like Inside Out. Mm. That was like the first, kind of the first, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, up. Uh, you're right, but they they look so cartoony. He yeah. doesn't look too cartoony. No, he was pretty re- re- like realisticy. Yeah. That's a word. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it reminds me of the Book of Life. It definitely it does. has a lot of Mexican lore themes or mm-hmm. Mexican mythology themes and uh, Dia de los Muertos stuff. I'm sure it's gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was. I mean, uh, uh, this kid like watching, like I, I, what I'm presuming is his dad. Yeah. Like, well, he thinks it's his dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, playing guitar and him playing guitar along. I, I, I was very into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I, yeah, I'd be interested to see it. I, I I'm definitely excited to see it in theaters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you never know; it could be one of you know, like the good ones, yeah. which is tends to happen every other time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get like a great one and then you get brave <laughs> and, then you, and then you get a great one and then you get good dinosaur. I hear good. I heard good dinosaur. is good. I did not hear anything too good, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so we're, are we going to get two Pixar films this year? Cars three and I guess. Coco? Sure. Hey, man. All for it. Do you think we're going to see Cars 3 in theaters? I am I know I'm not going to see You're Cars 3 see in theaters. You never know. What if it's amazing? Okay. Because <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I want to go see Talking Cars. I'm sorry. Call me old-fashioned. That trailer is something else. It's pretty intense. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. like really like, I don't know, I wouldn't say avant-garde, but like really strange. Like it, it, you don't see the cars really. You see them racing and then you hear it's like, oh, and McQueen goes into the wall. And it like, you hear the crash and then it slows down in slow motion. There's like just the shadow, like the cars coming from behind mm-hmm. the camera, like in midair. And it's just the shadow of like all the wreckage. And then you hear like him breathing, like oh. he's going to like. Like he's all messed up, and then it ends. 
<laughs> it's like, yep, that's going to be that kind of movie. <laughs> I just, I honestly just can't buy talking cars. I just can't do it. I feel you. That's my least favorite of all the Pixar films. I, I never saw Cars 1. I never saw Cars 2. I never saw that Planes and whatever. That was like a spin Which I swear, I, yeah, I don't know if that was like technically Pixar, but it was like definitely looked like it was in the same universe. Yeah, it was supposed to be, but I don't think it was a Pixar film, yeah. to be honest. Anywho, enough about planes and cars. We could start talking about <laughs> helicopters and giant apes. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So our film uh, that we were, or our movie we were reviewing this week, Kale was unable to see it in time is Kong Skull Island, the Jordan Vote Roberts-directed film um, that we all know is going to tie in with Godzilla, and they're going to do a whole thing now, mm. um, which supposedly there was a thing at the end of the credits. Oh. Yeah, and I didn't stay because I wasn't thinking. Um, and I guess Godzilla appears or makes a noise, and oh. you know it's like, ooh, here we go. So we're going to get that. And we know we're going to get that because they announced yeah. it. Kong vs. Godzilla. Fun, fun. Which, I'll get to why that sounds ridiculous. Cause I, did you see the, the the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie? Um, I think I saw a part of it, okay. but I wasn't terribly impressed. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll talk about this later in the discussion why that, okay. to me, is interesting. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. So... Um, it was directed by Jordan Vote Roberts. It's star. It's got an incredible cast, like one of the biggest casts I've seen in a long time. Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson. Uh, that's where it kind of. Oh, John C. Riley and um, a few other smaller character actors like Jason Mitchell, um, and Corey Hawkins, who are both from Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Gene Tian, as we know, as we noted, it's got a bunch of people in it. Yeah. So, um, w- let's start as Kale usually goes. Let's start with first impressions. Colin, what did you think? Or how do you, how do you, how do you approach this? Um, let me say what I really liked about okay. Kong what Skull. Really Island. liked. We'll start with what we liked. It looks r- super lush. Oh, it's and very colorful. Beautiful, colorful, really pretty. There's some there is some really cool shots in there too that I I, I really respond to. This movie looks good. It, you can tell they shot on location. I know the director was really adamant about shooting on location. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Um it looks really impressive. Um even the visual effects are, are pretty impressive as well. Yeah, they are. Um you can tell what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it it, it looks great. Shot well. Yeah, looked great. Um, does this movie and its plot warrant a reboot based on the story? I don't think so. I, to me, there wasn't enough in this movie that was new or fresh or interesting to sustain a new whole new movie franchise based on this first outing uh there's a lot of other things i can say about this movie <laughs> why i don't think it works and i'm sure we'll get into it but my first impression is i besides the look of this movie uh i i was not feeling this right okay yeah we'll get into 
a lot of the, what you were talking about, mm-hmm. but like, um, I had high hopes for this movie. Like starting off, it was exciting. Like that opening scene with the the pilots chasing each other and fighting, um, which I knew was going to come back. And um, I love the opening credits. That was really cool. I liked how it's that's very the Godzilla does like yeah. the same thing with their credits. It yeah. sets the world. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I loved the way it looked. I liked. I liked the beginning for the most part. Like I really liked how it was set up, and then pretty much everything after the initial attack, where you know shit goes down, basically the start of the movie. Uh, I just really questioned what this movie wanted to do because it starts off as like, a, oh, we're about to go on an adventure and here's all these characters. We'll get to know them better and stuff and and whatnot. Um, and then that doesn't happen. Uh, just it's very like procedural, like, oh, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And then characters do things that don't make any sense or people don't list characters don't listen to each other and that's frustrating and you know you can do a movie with a lot of characters like this and you can do one that like develops them with simple lines of dialogue and actions and whatnot or you can do kind of what they did and not tell you anything about these characters turn them into stereotypes but then treat the movie like it's it wants to be an apocalypse now type Mm. film i didn't know what this movie wanted to be i didn't know if it wanted to be a campy monster movie with fun action i didn't know if it wanted to hit you emotionally i didn't know if it wanted to tell us something about war or about like monsters and bombs Mm -hmm. um or about america or gods or anything. I didn't know what it was trying to do. And that was my biggest complaint because there are some baffling moments and scenes in this film or like things that characters do just make no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. My like very first note is too many characters and not enough of the interesting characters. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, there's way too many people in this movie, and most of them aren't given any sense of mm-hmm. emotional, you know, arc. And the, I I think the two that do aren't in the movie nearly enough. One of them being, um, Toby Cabell's character, the guy with Chapman. The, yeah, who uh, is like writing his son. Yeah, and, and he's then just they alone. Ki- yeah, he's and al- then they kill well, him off. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. I mean, it's a monster movie. People die. Yeah. Like, a lot of people die. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But shockingly enough, not anyone dies in a 14 helicopter crash. Right. Yeah. I made a status that was like, you know, but between Suicide Squad and this movie, I think Hollywood thinks anyone can survive a helicopter crash. (laughs) I guess if you're strapped in, you have a higher chance, but... (laughs) <laughs> Some of that, like, they're smashed with other helicopters. <laughs> He's like, literally grabbing and throwing the helicopters to the ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, the yeah, the two that, to me, were, like, the most interesting that I wanted to see more was his character with, like, I'm watching him alone in the jungle. I'm like, this would be more interesting than having all these characters is watching one person try to survive this. Right. This whole experience. So I thought he was an interesting character, and then I thought King Kong was an interesting character, mm-hmm. and Kong's not in this movie that much. 
and weirdly enough that same actor plays both of those uh he he does the kong and he's also can't what whatever his name was oh really yeah i did not know that mm-hmm. huh i guess i missed that um yeah i yeah i would say the same thing like he was interesting but it's like what was the point yeah um i think jordan vote roberts the director like he's got a talent but i think this script is what really hurt um how many times were people going to we're going to how many times did people say like are we going to talk about what just happened <laughs> like that was a that was a line that showed up numerous times throughout the film yeah. and like we get it we're watching a movie we understand like we don't need to see we don't need to hear this over and over yeah. again um but then there were fun there was also funny lines of dialogue that were like addressed that that point when when the guy uh the I can't remember. He's in Boardwalk Empire, but he was like the soldier who was really quiet and he didn't, he had like a story about how he like took a guy's gun that he like raided his home, but that didn't mean anything. Like there was no real reason for that scene at all. And then he suffers a real unfortunate death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He, uh, he, he said some funny things about like, He's like, well, I'm eating, like I'm hungry. He's like, and he says, well, we did the best we could with the, the circumstances, <laughs> you know, getting yeah. attacked by a giant ape. Yeah. Um, but what did what did you think about like the main characters, like Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston? I, I guess John Goodman. Yeah, I mean, I I found John Goodman interesting. He was in it a lot early on, and then kind mm-hmm. of disap not disappears, but is it kind of like a side character once they crash on the island right um so i liked i liked what he was doing i was interested in him but then he goes away um brie larson i mean she's good in it it's she's zero to work with though yeah. i mean she's a photographer no she's an anti-war she's an anti-war photographer uh again like we're hammered that like oh an image is so important more important than a gun and it's like all right yeah yeah we get it but she's I, 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 she's boring. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's character could have been interesting, but we we meet him and we're like, who the fuck is yeah. this guy? It's like, the classic trope of like. Th- that's another thing. There's a lot of tropes in this film that they use to their benefit and also to the detriment. Um, Tom Hiddleston's character, you know, they the first time we see him, he beats up guys in a bar. Mm-hmm. It's like ah what a badass and he's talking about like oh we're gonna go there i want fifty thousand now and we're you know if we come back and all that shit but then that's it do we know anything about his past that's no that's it like that's all we know about him yeah um yeah i i was kind of it's hard to say i was bored because i liked the action and stuff but i was so bored by some stuff and some stuff really frustrated me but i also liked aspects of like samuel jackson's character a lot i liked some of the things he had to say and i liked his view that like what a you know what what did i do what was i fighting in this war for if we're just gonna run away and that's like a common view that we abandoned the war which i found Mm -hmm. interesting to include that in the film um 
and but like he eventually turns into this bad the bad guy who's hell-bent on destroying kong because he killed his men and i guess i understand that but like i want to know more about his character as well yeah like he's fucking crazy yeah and nobody really tries to convince him of that no i mean yeah i found a lot of what was going on there with with his actions and then the actions of his like men that I, I don't know the technical military term but the, like his men the people like under him mm-hmm. I, I just didn't buy like those people under him would still support him after all like yeah so like to a t like follow his orders i mean maybe they would they're military men i don't know but like i don't know when you crash on an island and like a you know <laughs> the 300 foot like gorilla all shit goes out the window yeah and like uh, monsters are coming out of like the cracks in the earth like i'm like okay well um i'm just gonna try to live like (laughs) i don't need to kill any of these things what is john c Riley's character who i i did like his character um but i think we'll talk about the very end of the film uh john c Riley's character is the world war ii soldier who's been on the island for 30 years and i i did like a lot of this stuff but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of interesting stuff he talks about with the people, the iwi that yeah. he lives with, and you know it's an interesting civilization. And then we learn the lore that Kong is protecting, like he serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. He, Kong is protecting the these people actually. Um, so then we, so there's a lot of weird dialogue during that, like funny moments mm-hmm. that are I don't really get why it was needed like yeah. the i call them skull crawlers and then there's like a really awkward minute long scene where they're like oh it's fine i'm good with skull crawlers like yeah tonally this film just doesn't know what it's doing yeah it's like which <laughs> which is weird because when i watched godzilla it seems like that film had a better idea of what the tone it wanted to take even if it was a little too serious from yeah. what i saw um yeah it was consistent yeah yeah but this was all i this was all over the place mm-hmm. yeah it was uh weird action scenes like slow motion mm-hmm. like the part where tom hiddleston for no reason puts on a gas mask and pulls out a samurai sword <laughs> yeah. it, the, i'm saying this now and if you're listening and you haven't watched the movie and you don't care that sounds crazy like and we talked about giant apes like ripping down things but like tom hiddleston at one point puts on a gas mask pulls out a samurai sword and starts like slicing flying little pterodactyl things to save a guy. It looks cool. It looked really cool, (laughs) but it was so pointless. Yeah. And then he takes off the gas mask. Yeah. And then he takes it off right after. And he doesn't even put it on the guy who's trying to save. Like what was the point of any of that? And then out of nowhere, the, this monster is going to eat them. And Brie Larson comes out of literally fucking nowhere grabs the lighter from his pocket lights it and throws it into like a gas puddle and kills the the creature yeah it's like what what when has this ever like showed me that these characters can do this yeah 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 let's uh, let's talk more about that actually and and specifically that first action scene where we see i i liked it it was cool i did too i mean i i liked it but then at the same time it's like I immediately like got what I, I was immediately on Kong's side. And I don't know if this is what the movie was trying to do. It's like these guys just show up and they start dropping bombs on his, and like Kong gets pissed and like 
rips him like rips him out of the out of the sky and it's like a, a like a little bit later on in the movie they like they discuss that i'm like yeah well, this you don't is just pre- go bo- dropping bombs on someone's home yeah right? like well this was pretty apparent like immediately like what he was doing so i was like immediately on kong's side i'm like yeah I'll fucking rip those helicopters out of this right. guy they're being ridiculous and then like why i liked everything technically that was done with that opening scene it's like there were so many characters and there was not enough i rarely say there wasn't enough like exposition with the characters but not even exposition there wasn't enough development of these characters to me be worried about them in this situation which in turn just made me root for kong even more from the get-go yeah i can agree with that they the characters just all seem very disposable yeah i mean we see that like very quickly that like all these helicopters kind of come out conjure out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're on a small freighter. And then there's like, where did 15 <laughs> helicopters come from? And they're smashed bit by bit. And our main characters all live. Mm-hmm. Of course, nobody really dies or none of the main characters die. At least. Yeah. A lot of people die. Let's get that straight. <laughs> but none of our main characters and they're all separated and it's just, they have to get together. But I, I liked I really liked the action in the movie. Yeah. Like, you could tell what was going on for the most part, but you couldn't, you know, that was one thing. It's like, I didn't know who was in which helicopter. So I didn't know who was piloting what and who was with what. It was just like each character was paired off. Mm -hmm. There was like, they came in threes or twos, and then they're like, all right, they're all all over the place. Um, How did you like the other monsters in the movie? Uh, this was another thing I wrote down. I go, there's no monster that was original or memorable. And there wasn't to me. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there was like, oh, that's cool. That's like a big spider with like wooden pegs legs. But I'm creepy. like, okay, whatever. That was creepy. And then like the main like bad monsters. Are, what the fuck was that? Skull crawlers. Yeah. They, they did have a weird design though with like the two legs instead of four. Yeah. It's like a snake snake lizard lizard thing yeah yeah they're fast yeah one thing um the squid was kind of cool i like that scene Mm -hmm. when he you know grabs it and tears it tears it apart what there was the ox thing yeah yeah those that was kind of cool they're just like big versions of other things things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then there was the pterodactyls that picked off that guy for no reason <laughs> and somehow were strong enough to rip his arm off yeah that was a little brutal <laughs> i was like oh god Jeez. it was like when that lady died in jurassic world yeah, uh and she exactly. gets like ripped apart and, and then dunked it's like, and then it's like why <laughs> why it's awful yeah um yeah so there's a lot of that i trying to think of other like moments in the film that were very memorable and there there aren't there's a lot of just head scratching shit Mm -hmm. like there were a lot of like visual (laughs) moments i was like oh that looks nice that looks nice Mm -hmm. but as far as like a scene like a standout scene to me there there wasn't a lot of them to me i mean uh, like the yeah i i i like that opening crash sequence and Mm -hmm. then i like i i like that battle like in the 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 graveyard the yeah the king kong or giant ape skull yeah i i I like that whole battle as like ridiculous as it was it at least looked you know it was nice it didn't to me the problem was it didn't really serve a purpose it's like 
It was just to go to another cool location. Yeah. Um, because we, we find out that, I mean, which we knew as, as viewers, we knew that that soldier was, that they were looking for is already dead. Yeah. So it was kind of like, Oh, now you're just frustrated by what is happening. Um, and I liked I like John C. Riley. He's like, oh, I've only lived here twenty eight years. What do I know? <laughs> exactly. That's what he, I mean. But he's like, he makes such a good point there. I'm just like, um, yeah. Like, why are we fucking doing this? Like, it just I, it boggles my mind that like, why like the civilians tagged along with the military people? Right. Like, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, that you're right. That was that was very frustrating. That like. Because they're, they're given that option at first. Like, you guys can go back. And they're like, no. Yeah. I'm we'll like, go along. I'm like, um, what? Just so you can turn around and come back? Like, yeah. stay with the boat. Yeah. I, it, it, it made no sense to me. Like, you're safe on the boat. Like. Yeah. Like, okay, I respect that you want to go get your man. Like, get your man. We'll we'll meet you here. Um, but we have a deadline to, like, to get to, like, our point. So, like, we're going to make that. So. Yeah. Do your shit, meet us here, we'll get out of here. Yeah, which John C. Riley's character said it's almost impossible to complete that task anyway. So, uh, yeah. I, I Very, very. Like, why would Brie Larson's character, like, be like, oh, yeah, let's go. I don't have a gun. I have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> I did like I did like the effect of uh, John Goodman's character getting eaten, which... I, I mean, that he got cool. eaten and yeah. it took the camera with him. So the Polaroid just kept going off. Yeah. So like it was going off in the creature's stomach and it was like outside of view in the fog. Like, yeah, that was snapping. That was cool. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is exciting. But then like. It stopped after. It stopped after they started shooting it. Yeah, it just turned into a big action sequence. Yeah, big action sequence with a machine gun that immediately gets destroyed. and Flamethrower. A flamethrower, which somehow doesn't kill Brie Larson's character. I'm like, um, those are really hot. Yeah, and I didn't see a guy carrying the flamethrower. Like, these things just come out of nowhere. Like, there's no reason behind anything in this movie that just, things just happen. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, starting to hate on this movie more as i think about it and like i came i walked out of it thinking like what what am i am i missing something because i've read a lot of po- really positive stuff about this movie and i guess i just i was not i was not impressed by it yeah uh, yeah a lot of like the the positive things I, i've read about this movie people say it's like a fun action movie i'm like okay well maybe just like my idea of a fun action movie is just different mm-hmm. Like that's what I've like come to just accept. I'm like, okay, well, you may like find like this kind of like popcorn stuff, like right. mindless, like action, like fun, and you know that's great if you find that fun, you find that fun. But it's like, to to me, that's just not what does it for me. So whatever. I mean, I enjoyed it more than Suicide Squad, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but it reminds me of Jurassic World in a sense. Absolutely, it, it absolutely it's does. Stupid. Yep. Um, there's some moments that are like entertaining, but like, it's such a weird mix of like trying to be new and copying stuff that I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, I could say it over and over again until, and I'm never going to get an answer. I don't know what it's trying to be. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 well, so I, obviously the original King Kong's great. Uh Uh-huh. I really love the Peter Jackson King Kong. I do too. I I saw it in theaters and was 
blown the fuck away by that movie. Not only by its like um, effects, effects, but like that it's a three hour movie. They really flesh out those characters, right? They do, and they, like the whole like first hour, they're not even on the island, right? And so it it created this build up to when you're on the island, it's really special. Like, yeah, it's a different type of movie as well. It's not like this where like they're they're gearing up to make Kong into you know a god, whereas mm-hmm. the the ape in in uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong is just a very large silverback gorilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, which, you know, you can take take both ways. I, re- I do really like the, the Peter Jackson King Kong um, film. My only problem is its length. Obviously, it's a little long. Mm-hmm. And that scene where they fall into the crevasse and are picked apart by oh, bugs. That's brutal. I hate that scene. That scene gives me fucking nightmares. That's a brutal scene. That yeah. is awful. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that was <laughs> The guy who was eaten by the slug thing. Oh, God. It's horrible. It's truly yeah. horrible. Yeah, that's that's one of like the most disgusting like but like also it, like that scene works like it, works. it, it, it did it it's made, what it's meant to do it made me like cover my eyes yeah it's like yeah it's terrifying um do you see are there any similarities here i mean between those two films no no i mean they're just different types i, I feel like peter jackson succeeds in Besides, obviously, the length helps it, but it succeeds in making you care about these people and the creatures as yeah. well. Care about all of them, um, and I feel like I feel like the the visual effects in the two thousand six version of King Kong are on par, if not at, you know, better than the ones that we saw in this film. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there just like have we gone gotten to a point where nothing can look any better than what it currently looks like? Yeah. I mean, of, of course there were tons of visual, there were a lot of visual effects in this movie, but like none of them, like I may, maybe, maybe this is, you know, it's like succeeds in the fact that like it was like a natural location. And you, I mean, they, I, they were, they were good. Mm-hmm. I was never like blown away by them. So they felt natural to me. So maybe that was like what they were going for. But like in the Peter Jackson, I know so much of that is animated, but it's done so well that mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, that's just really impressive. Like mm-hmm. you're having like a full on period piece. Yeah. Well, so is this, but so doesn't. I, yeah. I mean, the visual effects in Peter Jackson King Kong are yeah. incredible. Right. Yeah. But I could like really, there were shots in this film in Kong Skull Island of like the the ape's eyes like as if i'm supposed to like feel something but i didn't i didn't no um but in king in peter jackson's king kong i do mm. like i i feel sad and like awful when like he looks into um naomi watts naomi watts right yeah. naomi watts eyes and like there's an understanding of like you know he's gonna die yeah and it was it's a heartbreaking movie at the end it is um i didn't feel that during this in fact like i don't understand there's this scene where brie larson and um tom hiddleston are like on this cliff looking out trying to you know survey Mm -hmm. the land Mm -hmm. it's nighttime and then he comes out of nowhere like he comes through the fog and like gets really close to him and they're scared but then they touch him and it's like 
oh and then they look at each other and he goes we have to stop captain whatever we have to save kong yeah. and they go running like what was there supposed to be something there the, that yes. that like was sent a message that was like oh yes this is worthy yeah for, i i yeah I, I did not buy <clears throat> kong's you know admiration for brie larson's character based on she tried to help that one thing like out of Right, because and, he looked angry at her. Yeah, and then that there was that scene, and then the touch, the touch scene. That was the only like connection that they ever had. I didn't buy that he would turn his back on the monster to save her from drowning. Mm-hmm. Right, just, that was I really just weird didn't too. Buy that. Yeah, yeah, they had their like um, Fay Ray moment mm-hmm. where like, you know he was she was like passed out and laying in in his arms, but she wasn't wearing a white dress. She was wearing like a yeah. you know. I just like mean hard work and tank top photographer lady dress. The, there's or a scene, not dress, but in that clothing. scene, he, he grabs her out of the water and it has him in hand. And then the monster attacks him. She's still in his hand. Yeah. And then he punches the monster with that hand that she's in. Yeah. And like rips out like his the, like the intestines. Intest- yeah. I and did then, like the way that he did that. But yeah. And then he opens his hand. I really wanted him to open the hand and her just be like crushed like, <laughs> or covered in blood and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> like, like, missing uh, a leg Whoops. <laughs> oh, God. put that down <laughs> yeah oh my god my leg um yeah that that like large nightcrawler was pretty i mean it was a worthy foe that was a good fight at the end yeah. i thought um when he had like it was kind of like a wrestling match it was like oh shit here he's got the he, he's got the what is it like the giant propeller attached to the chain he's got the chains and then they had obviously the like, you know, homage to him in the chains, like uh, yeah, ice, yeah. you know, like King Kong, um, and yeah, I I did like the fight a lot. There was some good stuff. Now, what did you think of when that character um, decides to try and sacrifice himself to save everyone? He does the the thing where he pulls the grenade pins, uh-huh. and he's like, "Come on, like eat me," and and usually it works. In this, he the creature is smart. We f- immediately find out because he realizes it, and he hits him. He spins and hits the guy with his tail and sends him flying like a quarter mile off into a cliff and explodes. <laughs> yeah. Which was just like, ah, damn it! Like, <laughs> why? Why did we have to include that in the movie? Like, why was that? Yeah, he I just had to die for no reason. Yeah, it really, it really minimized. And th- I mean, this is, I mean, he's not like a small character. Like, there were smaller characters than this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't a, a main character either. Um, and it really, like, just trivialized his death and, like, it almost like played his death off as, like, comedy. Yeah, like a joke, like, like a slapstick like moment. Somebody kind of laughed and went, like, oh, yeah, like, when it happened, like, yeah, I, was I supposed to care? Like, I wanted to care. I wanted because he seemed like a good guy. Like he was a, you know, he understood the situation. Yeah, and exactly. He, he was there to protect these younger soldiers and whatnot. But then just he just gets killed. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. There's a there's a better way to handle his plan not working and still like give that character like a satisfying send off. Mm-hmm. And it's not doesn't involve like the monster whipping his tail at him yeah (laughs) and obliterating right there are some there were some interesting deaths in this like we saw a lot of deaths we and we also 
didn't see deaths. Like the guy who gets, um, who's alone for a long time, uh-huh. yeah. whatever, the guy that they're trying to get to, he gets eaten off screen. Mm-hmm. Which, oh yeah, there was that grasshopper creature that I forgot about. That oh, he yeah. shoots a few times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, and cool. then it gets e- he gets eaten off screen. So it's like, oh well, all right, cool. But Samuel Jackson's character gets smashed, which I found pretty funny when he was like, oh, die, mother... F-. And he, before he could even finish or press the <laughs> explosives button, King Kong just smashes yeah. him with his fist. Uh, people get eaten. People uh, get uh, torn apart, uh, stepped on. Like a uh, steak jab through their oh, mouth yeah, and out the their spider, ass. Like, yeah, yeah, the spider's leg goes through that guy's mouth and yeah. just immediately kills that guy. First of all, Excellent aim. By yeah, spider. Right. <laughs> From that far up, he's got yeah. some really you know, fine motor he's skills. A, do some pole vault, like javelin. What was the point something. of that? Like, is how is he gonna get that thing up to eat it? Yeah, I don't know. And then they just started chopping things. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um. So, they get away. The yeah. end. Yeah. And uh, King Kong is good. We find out he's the king. And then we get some really awkward John C. Riley. Okay, yeah. I did like how they were on the boat. Well, I, d- I liked and didn't like it. Um, they were playing We'll Meet Again, that song. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is how Dr. Strangelove ends with the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie was trying to say something about atom bombs, as most of these monster movies are about, well, the previous decades ones? I, I don't know. If it was, and it, it didn't do a very good job. Because that is Godzilla. I mean, it it was, it was basically about like Japanese fears of a powerful creature in destructive force that they yeah. had no control over, which was the atom bomb. Um, I didn't really get that. No, I didn't. Um, especially, it's it's because in the newer Godzilla movie, it's like got that one. The, the, they try to use the atom bombs on the new Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And there's also like a lot of nuclear power plants that like monsters are like sucking the energy out of. Hmm. I'll have to watch that. Well, and, and I'm up for a good monster fight. Well, and also like this, this goes down for what they're doing down the pipeline. Like in, and I don't want to spoil the new Godzilla for you, but like it's a monster movie. God, but this God's, it's, it's, I mean, he fights, it's another, a mon- he fights another monster. It's a monster movie, him. but like Godzilla's not like the main monster. In right. It, like, and Godzilla's he, actually there to protect. Yeah. He's the protector to that, like keep that's the, how Godzilla is. the, yep. the balance of, mm-hmm. of this. But and, like, so is King Kong, like kind of. So I'm like, I think down the line, I'm like, well, why are they fighting? They're both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like Batman, Superman? Uh, <laughs> Scenario they find out they both have the same mom. Say Martha Kong. <laughs> yeah. Say Martha Kong again. <laughs> um Yeah, I I mean I'm interested. I, I know like I used to watch all the um I used to watch all of the Godzilla films back then, like when I was younger. We'd mm-hmm. I just go into Blockbuster and get a new VCR or VHS of like Son of Z- Godzilla and all, just everything, Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus, um. Oh, what's the? 
oh i can't remember the names but if i saw them i would know exactly what mm. they were and i had little toys and stuff it was great um but uh i'm i'm excited in a sense for the kong verse godzilla movie just because I think they can make a good movie out of it. I think if they, you pick the right director, I'm not convinced that Jordan vote Roberts, this type of, this is his wheelhouse. Cause he did, um, he did an indie film yeah. called, I think Kings of summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has quite a beard on him. Um, Kings of summer, which was his directorial debut and received some pretty good praise. Nick Offerman was in it and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so, and he's young from Detroit, as we have mentioned. Um, there's a lot of Detroit references in this. Uh, they talk about Detroit Tigers, which I'm sure Kale will love. And he's probably pissed that we're not talking about it more. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, they were talking about uh, Detroit Tigers and the Cubs, and they joked, like, the Cubs win the World Series? He's like, no, they're terrible. Mm. Um, and then they're... Uh, Actors Mark Evan Jackson, who plays one of the scientist guys who has no purpose. Uh-huh. Sorry, but that's just the script. It's not his fault. Um, and Eugene Cordero, who's from Rochester area. They're both uh, comics and improvisers who are from the Detroit area. Mm. And Eugene Cordero was one of the soldiers um, who was very good in it, I thought. They were, everyone was good. Yeah. They just didn't have a lot to work with. They just didn't have anything to work with. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed at what this film became um, and what it turned into with after such a great trailer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could recommend this film for anybody. Uh, Oh, before we do that, let's talk about the ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. after it's like shown that they're going to get out, helicopters come and pick them up. Um, and our main characters survive John C. Riley and all those guys. Mm. Um, we're like, it goes black. The screen goes black. And there's, but there's a cool shot of like Kong, uh, turning to face like out outward toward the helicopters and boats coming in to, to, to pick them up yeah. and like going roaring, like, ah, this is my land cool goes dark we go into his eye or whatever it goes dark and then this like 16 millimeter film reel starts playing and it it looks old and everything and it's john c Riley, and he's in a cab and he pulls up to a house he's wearing like he's all cut you know shaved up and looks nice and everything and he goes up to the front of the door and to open it and finds his wife and his son and they recognize him after 30 years mm-hmm. and well the the boy doesn't but the wife <laughs> does and she she drops everything and they start hugging and everything and there's no sound there's just music music yeah i don't remember what the music was but was it like soft and sentimental yeah and then then it cuts to him like relaxing and sitting on a couch eating a hot dog drinking a beer and watching baseball and the movie ends yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Why was that <laughs> this in is there? What, yeah. This is what we're, our takeaway. Our, yeah, our like final. Why was all this stuff in images of the movie? Yeah. 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 I mean, John C. Riley was really good in this. He was funny, and he, you know, he did well with what he had. But like, what? 
what was the purpose of that? Yeah, like were audience members like really like wanting to know if John C. Riley like, I mean makes it home and everything like I, <laughs> I guess, but like he already establishes early on that like you know, he's not expecting them to be that them to mm. wait for him. Yeah. Like he understands that thirty years, you know, he they think he's dead. But like he just wants to see them. But then like, oh no, he's staying now. He's like, This is everything's back to normal for yeah. him. But like I didn't care enough. Like I Exactly. Yeah. Don't care enough. And we I didn't spend enough time with him, nope, really. Nope. And I if if I and this is why I have a lot of trouble. If it's in that important to you, put it in the movie. Don't put it in the credits. Like, right. I have such a. Yeah, it was the, the credits were rolling. Yeah, as, well, as, as half of this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give it a full screen. Give it a, like, if this is important, like, show, make, make it important. It's, I don't know. It just didn't need to be. I I don't think it needed to be in the film. I think a lot of stuff didn't need to be in the film. Yeah. Um characters didn't need to be in the mm-hmm. film Corey hawkins character and well he could have been in the film but who was that I the he was the the guy who was like the science the geologist the 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 kid black guy yeah okay yeah and then there was the the chinese uh she yeah. was a seismologist i think yeah she was she didn't offer anything no and she they finally gave her a line like yeah, you know, at the an end hour of the film. and 40 minutes into the movie at the end of the film yeah they finally give her a line and it's really of no consequence nope. it's like and it was like as she was running too. yeah it's like oh it's a big monkey i don't know yeah. <laughs> more or less yeah yeah um so yeah uh do you recommend this film i don't i don't no. recommend this film it's really unfortunate because you know there's a lot of detroit connections and a lot of stuff that has to do with Detroit and it should be fun because it takes place in the 70s and there's music but it kind of goes overboard with the music it, pl- it pulls a suicide squad mm. um both Warner Brothers right yeah right yeah. and it looks no this is Universal oh okay yeah because Universal no wait is it both oh god I can't hold on Legendary Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're right. I'm thinking of Universal mo- uh, Monsters, uh, like yeah, they're, which they're doing as well. But um, yeah, this uh, I don't recommend it. No, I mean, like I said, it's, it is really pretty. The locations are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some beautiful looking shots, like the ones um, mostly like Kong. And then like his silhouette in the sunlight. That was it's, cool. it's, it's 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 really pretty. Um mm-hmm. but that's not enough to, you know, warrant, you know, my championing of it to go out for people to see it. Yeah. It just had me rolling my eyes a lot mm-hmm. and going like what? What am I what? Yeah. Especially when there's a really great action movie in Logan in yeah, theaters. I did see that. Which yeah, I, I know that we were I think Kill and I were planning to get your thoughts on yeah on i guess that, we so. could save it for later no i want to hear them okay the, the, the audience wants right to hear you're them, right I think. um i did really like logan uh i love the fact that it was rated r yeah it was it, it was intense um seeing him really rip into uh people 
and like seeing the damage that those claws can do and it shows like how fucking awful it would be to be him Mm. and do that and what that kind of takes on you uh toll on you um i wouldn't go so far as you guys did to to say like he should be nominated (laughs) yeah we really like that yeah (laughs) you're you're in a love fest i don't think that's gonna (laughs) happen i can see the film being nominated for um best picture uh kind of like how i thought mad max was and and all that or wasn't there something last year that i thought maybe would have been and probably wasn't anyway um i can see it because there's a lot of hype around that film and a lot of people are really talking about it as being you know worth worth it um i liked patrick stewart in it I liked the girl in it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked a lot of the ideas, and I liked that it was set in the future, not too distant future, and how, like, they kind of used corn syrup to, like, wipe out mutants. And that was very subtle yeah, that yeah, they put in right. there, um, which I found really awful and scary. And, yeah, I think i did like it a lot it was a little long it is that's that's i think 10 minutes could have been taken Mm -hmm. off that film and i would have been like cool yeah but it was intense um and i I didn't cry but you know i came pretty close you're a monster i I came pretty close (laughs) at the end when he says like so this is what it feels like i was like oh (laughs) but i didn't like how she was like daddy because it's like what that's reserved for like someone who actually <laughs> spends the time as a father and mm, yeah. and as a daughter, but they didn't. Um, I ha- there's a lot of weird responses in our theater, like a lot of laughing and stuff during scenes, oh. and a lot of like disbelief, like no, they ain't gonna kill him. Wow. Like, it, it was very strange. The, like the, but there was a lot of laughing at like the way the girl like treated him and the way he looked and the way he like responded to her and stuff. Like when I like when she started finally starts talking Spanish or speaking Spanish to mm-hmm. him and he they're like yelling at each other. I really like that. Some good stuff. Yeah. Um, but that that scene at the farmhouse was uh, horrifying. Yeah. Like everything falls apart, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. Fuck. That's horrible. Uh. And I did like how he that the farmer the father pulls the trigger and it clicks mm. it was like yeah that makes sense you would you would have done the same thing yeah. probably um your whole family just got murdered yeah <laughs> because of him uh so i do recommend logan yeah in fact i would probably put that as my weekly recommend which we'll get into so we both don't recommend kong skull island we'll see what kale has to say next week possibly when we probably do beauty and the beast Mm. So, do you have a weekly recommend on streaming or just anything? Um, I mean, I'm I'm still like, pushing pushing through my like HBO shows. Uh, like I said a few weeks ago, I'm really into Big Little Lies. Uh-huh. I've gotten back into Girls. Uh, there was something that I I watched more recently, um, and I probably should have pulled this up beforehand. Was it on Netflix that I watched it? Um, or was that on some Amazon? I hope it's not there. I don't need to put it on Amazon. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. It's cool. Um, well, I'll recommend. Yes. Lo- I'll, I'll no. recommend Logan, but I'll also um, 
want to recommend uh there have you heard of CISO? No. CISO is a streaming service for comedy. Like it's a comedy program streaming service. They have specials on there. They have original programming and stuff. Um and it's it's like, you know, Netflix. You you subscribe to it. They have their own original programming that's pretty good. Um they do um, Dan Harmon, the creator of Rick and Morty and Community, has a show called Harmon Quest, and it's thirty-minute episodes of um, of him and of like regulars and a guest uh, comedian or actor or actress playing Dungeons and Dragons, and it's animated. So like they're playing it, and then it will cut to like they're playing it around a table, and there's a studio audience, Ooh. and they're they'll then cut to an animated sequence of like their characters doing whatever happens. So it's really fun to like see how Dungeons and Dragons is played out and like the goofy animation, the goofy acting that goes into it. So I'd recommend that um, if you have CISO, mm. if you don't, I think you can find it as well, but I do recommend um, getting CISO. Nice. So yeah, look at that. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. I know what I was right. And I was just talking to you about it earlier. Feud. Feud. I watched the first episode of X yes. FX, FX's new um, new feud series about Betty and Joan, and um, it's campy, it's uh, over the top, it's ridiculous, but it's also like really well, you know, shot and stylized and mm-hmm. performed as most of Ryan Murphy's stuff is. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if it can sustain, you know, this. Do you think it's going to be a one-season thing? or? Yeah, it's like going to be like just... Well, I think that he's planning on doing other feuds, but like oh. it's going to be its own contained um, What thing. other feuds are there? I That's think, pretty much the most famous I one. I think the next one they said was going to be like Princess Diana. <laughs> and um, That one's going to be dark. The Queen, maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that one's I, I think it was like Charles and Diana or something. I, I think I feel like that's what I read, but I might huh. be wrong there. Huh. Uh, that reminds me a few for some reason when I ever I think of that I think of this new game show on the game show network called Divided. Have you uh, heard of that? No. Um, it's four players that they're asked questions that are like consensus questions. Like um, how uh, you know uh, they were polled as um, as Americans were polled in 2015 of if, if the Star Spangled Banner were not to be removed from our uh, as our national anthem, who would they want to write the new national anthem? Those kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a majority. Like, who do you think it is? And all four character, all four contestants, characters, all four contestants have to agree on an answer before they buzz in. So they all have to like argue, and the clock starts to answer a question. And as time goes on, the money that you can win from that question goes down. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, you can you kick somebody off, and you have to vote like who the weakest link person is to leave. And then at the very end, they take all their money and they have to agree on who gets the most, who gets the second most and who gets the least amount. Oh, so like, and then the money goes down like as that happens. And sometimes people walk away with nothing. And then some people, sometimes people say like, uh, I want the most and I'm not moving from it. Uh, so we're n- it's either I get the most or nobody does. Yeah. And they get nothing or Ooh. they get something. It's like, it's really interesting. And I, it's kind of frustrating too because yeah. people are so <laughs> dumb. But I don't know. That made me think of it. That's also hmm. something I'm watching now. Well. New game show on Game Show Network. 
I also I watched a movie that I uh I've been actually trying to find this movie for a while. It's not on iTunes, so I couldn't rent it. It's not on any streaming, so I couldn't watch it there. I have to find a copy online. Oh, no. Um but Silkwood Silkwood. Um Silkwood. with Meryl Streep, Cher and Kirk Russell about uh Karen Silkwood, the uh nuclear um power plant worker uh who turned whistleblower. Who turned oh. possible murder victim? Uh-huh. What would she blow the whistle on at a nuclear power plant? I, th- I think the practices that were used hmm. at a nuclear power plant and how they Strange. how they treated things. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, so I, I finally I finally got to watch I, I I watched half of it the other night. I'm gonna watch the rest. I think the rest of it tonight. Um, so it, it's awesome. it was one of the Meryl Streep movies that like I haven't seen and Sherry's in it too. Um, so Snap and they were both they were both nominated for Oscars for their roles. Were they? Yeah. Directed by Mike Nichols. Nineteen eighty-three, Mike Nichols. Huh. Cool. It was. It is. What's that on? You said is that on Netflix or it's, no? You downloaded it. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I even I hey I even tried to I tried to rent it on iTunes. It's not on iTunes. I tried to buy it on iTunes. It's not there. I tried to buy it on Amazon. It's not there. So like, oh. I'm sorry. I want to watch this. Right. Nora Ephron wrote it. Yes, yes, that's right. Cool. Cool. Well, all right. So I think that does it for this. What is this? Episode 75 or something like that? We're Boy. booking. Yeah. When we get to 100, what are we going to do if we get to 100? <sighs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Kale, we need you back. Uh, no. Um, all right. So I've been Mitch Haba, and you've been... I've been Colin. Yeah, you can reach us at uh, Woodward's Filmcast. No, film. What is our what email? What is our email? Shit. Oh, Kale, sorry. edit. Yeah. If you want to put in a little thing in there, put it in there. Kale. Um, I think it's woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com. I think it is too. Yes. Uh, and if it's not, well, sorry. You can tweet us. You can tweet me at Mitch Haba, and Colin doesn't know his. You cannot tweet me. Okay. I won't accept. Or, yeah, or write us on our Facebook page. Comment on something. Say we're stupid. Say we're cool. Who knows? Anything. Say... If we were wrong about Kong Skong Island, um, then, you know, let us know how big big and dumb we are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been Woodward's Filmcast, Detroit. We will see you next week when we will probably be doing Beauty and the Beast. A tale as old as time. Unless you remake it. (laughs) Well, is it old? I don't know. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.